I'm Tommy Salmons. This is Year Zero. say that has told us so i don't mean to mispronounce her name i just don't understand exactly how that g is supposed to be pronounced it's like a part g part y it's it's weird i don't understand it i don't get it it makes no sense to me so happy new year nonetheless let's talk about how sick this world is and not in the instance of climate change but the instance of Collectivism. Collectivism is destroying any chance of liberty in the world today. The time person of the year, Miss Greta, is what I will call her, at the ripe old age of 16, has shown us that the only thing that she has been taught in her government schooling, her government indoctrination, is that appealing to authority is the only way to solve problems. People can't solve problems on their own. People can't invent or create or be um, successful in fighting and coming up with solutions to these problems on their own. That we must appeal to authority. We must tax Tax, 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 and don't forget to tax. And if I've learned anything from Greta, it's that the governments of the world are much more capable of making decisions for our lives, our money, and our future than we are. And we better get with the program. We better ride the wave of collectivist thought all the way to safety, or we're all going to die soon, 12 years maybe. Maybe I won't be alive anymore. Maybe I'll be spared in 10 years and die of cancer from all the smoking. But Greta and her children, if she plans on having any children, will be doomed. Doomed, like the Ice Age that hit us in the 70s. We were all doomed. The Earth almost ended. You don't remember that? That's probably because you weren't alive or you were too young to remember. But there was an ice age. They told us it was going to happen. It had to have happened, right? They never lied to us in order to, to collect money. Okay, well, let's say climate change is real. And I'm not even a skeptic of it. I think there's something to it. I think that the world goes through cycles and bad shit happens. And, you know, 
species die off. Maybe humanity is the next species to die off. I'm not necessarily, you know, going to say I'm excited about that, but why is it that in order to combat climate change or these problems, we must always, or we're led to believe we must always appeal to authority for, for the government, these politicians, these, these lawyers that have been elected into public office are somehow experts at solving these problems. What gives them the expertise? Where did they get their degrees from in, in climatology? Did they get their degrees um, from the same place that Bill Nye got his degree from? Is that what we're supposed to be looking forward to? An engineer that has an offhand interest in the climate? And why is it someone like Greta would win the Time Person of the Year? Up there with greats like Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin. And I'm not saying this episode isn't to pick on Greta. It's not. It's, it's to show how disgusting and what kind of illness our world is actually going through. This illness is not about the climate. It's about the attitude people have towards solving problems, towards solving problems in their own lives. Greta is just a representation of the world culture that we must appeal to authority, whether it's to silence people we disagree with or that may have offended us. I saw um, Scott Horton's page on Facebook shared a, a meme that said Hillary Clinton sent you a suicide request. Do you want to accept it? Yes or no? It was funny. Someone got offended. As someone who wanted and tried to commit suicide in the past, I am offended by this. Well, I'm sorry you didn't succeed. It's not Scott's fault or my fault that you're a fucking failure. Grow a sense of humor and move on with your life. Or don't. I don't fucking care. And I don't speak for Scott Horton in this manner. So don't think that I do. But I really just don't give a fuck, right? You're offended? Wah. I don't give a fuck, right? So Greta is just the latest of these people that will fucking appeal to authority to get their way because they don't want to take action. Unlike Ethan Novak, Ethan Novak ha- is, is like 20 years old. And he's an inventor who's trying to fight climate change through inventions. He was trying to create urea, which I don't know a lot about urea. It sounds an awful lot like urethra to me. But still, he, was, he thought that he could create urea in a way to help with the climate. So what he did is he mixed ethanol with ammonium bicarbonate in the hopes that it would result in urea through salting out. Instead, what happened 
when he turned up the heat was the emission of CO2, which is interesting because breaking the bond between amine and CO2 is the single most energy intensive step in the current carbon capture. I'm reading from an article here. As a result, if the results of Novex experiment can be turned into a practical industrial solution that can make carbon capture much, le much less expensive to use, which in turn should make it that much easier to spread its use. So he has created by accident, which is how a lot of inventions are come across accidentally, but he's come up with a way to capture carbon and to actually reduce the CO2 levels in the atmosphere if he can make it into a large project and uh, useful in an industrial atmosphere. Okay, so why didn't this kid win time person of the year? Why is it that someone who's going above and beyond on their own to experiment and try to find solutions that they're actually interested in is completely ignored? Now, this was – I believe this – he did this in 2017. I don't know um, how his experimentations are going, but he's taking action. He sees a problem, and he's coming up with solutions. The, this is how we ended up with, with such horrible technologies like the fucking cell phone or electricity or the light bulb. God forbid someone taken into their own hands to invent the printing press. How bad would that be for humanity? Because now we can all educate ourselves and not appeal for uh, appeal to authority for all the solutions to those that can read and can write and have the esoteric knowledge of the Bible and yada, yada, yada. But somehow they've learned how to flip all this education, quote unquote, into an, a total indoctrination program for further appealing to authority i don't know how they manage that fucking geniuses i tell you every single fucking one of them are fucking geniuses and everybody that's out there saying well we should get the government to pass a law or we should get the government to do this or we should get the government to do that has fallen into the same fucking trap that they have fallen into their their entire existence the entire existence of mankind has been turning to some authoritative figure or structure or institution that's willing to fucking commit genocide on their children and beg them to save their lives. You're begging the people that are the most dangerous and most damaging. Notice that none of the fucking people that have any problems with climate change turn around and point the finger to military interventions, the use of bombs, the amount of CO2 that the military puts off every every day and every year and every month and every week and every century and every fucking decade. No, they ask these same people that are creating these fucked up situations, committing genocide in countries, setting children on fire in fucking communes to fucking save their lives. These people don't fucking care about you. And I'm so fucking tired of this whole culture of begging these fucking sociopaths for fucking help. How many times do they have to fuck shit up and prove that they are incapable of making any efficient, effective decisions or solutions in our lives 
before we realize that we're better off without these fucking psychos. But I digress. I got a little worked up there. And I'm like I said, I'm not mad at Greta. Greta's just doing what she was taught to do. But this is a much bigger issue on a much larger scale than what people want to fucking believe. This is at the core of all the issues, of all the problems. These people in power, when you're turning and you're begging them to take more liberty away from people in order to increase their power, in order to make you feel safe, are endangering mankind more than climate change ever could. Climate change is not going to drop a nuclear bomb, except for, what, five billion years when the sun decides to explode and crash into the earth or whatever the fuck's going to happen there. Yeah, well, let's, let's take that chance, you know? At least that works off a natural law. There's some natural phenomena happen there. Not some fucking total nut job deciding to drop bombs. But beyond that is this desire to protect authority. Or as I like to refer to it, the fucking state. These fucking homicidal douchebags that wear suits to work. Just because you wear a suit doesn't make you any uh, any more respectable than Charles Manson. You fucking nut jobs. You know, the mafia wore suits. I'd say they were more respectable than the people in fucking D.C. Or in any other nation's capital of any other country around the entire fucking world. All these people are fucking sociopaths in it for their own power. Propping up, propping up any industry, any corporation, any business or bank or tycoon that will further their powers, that act in in a way that further enriches and empowers them. They don't give a shit. It doesn't matter if you vote for universal health care. It doesn't matter if you vote to fucking give everybody a home. As they giveth, so shall they taketh away. The best case scenario now, as far as I can see, is bankrupting this entire fucking system. Which whether they're doing a really good job trying to do that. I'm almost considering fucking championing any spending bill that they come up with just so they'll crash this fucking fiat currency that keeps them ensnared in power. And this idea that we are the government is getting old and tired, man. Like I'm tired of listening to this, that we have to protect those within the state and the functions of the state and the powers of the state because it only further enriches and empowers us as the American people. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. How is it that spending, wasting trillions of dollars overseas in Afghanistan and Iraq has further enriched or empowered you as a citizen? How has that worked? Not to mention how fucking retarded is it that Trump comes out during these protests on the 
U.S. Embassy in Iraq and blames Iran for the PMU fucking going after the U.S. Embassy. Okay, so people that the United States has been bombing for 30 plus years, 40 years, 50 years, however fucking long they've been bombing Iraq and Afghanistan and all these Middle Eastern countries. So these people get fed up and they turn to the only tactic that they believe will work. And they use jihadist strategy, terrorism, car bombs, flying. Well, Iraq didn't fly airplanes into towers on 9-11, but it, it was this result of the same thing. It's still blowback, right? And they're called terrorists. And then instead of bombing the U.S. Embassy, like they probably rightfully should, they turn around and they protest the embassy and eventually raid the walls, throw rocks, some gunshots are fired, don't know if anybody was shot or killed, but they raid this embassy of these illegal occupiers, this invading force, sounds a lot like the way that conservatives frame illegal immigrants as an invading force. Maybe Iraq should build a wall to keep these invaders out of their country. You think that would work? They build a big old dirt wall around their country to keep American planes from flying over them and dropping bombs. How tall would that wall have to be? Maybe a glass dome. Maybe that would work. Like that, like that TV show, The Dome. Just have, a, have an alien life force come and put a big invisible dome over Iraq so that the women and children of Iraq are safe from this brutal, tyrannical, totalitarian, militaristic government of the United States that insists on murdering these people. Maybe we should do that. I'd pitch in for that. Let me know if you run into any uh, any aliens out there that that have the technology to put a dome over the entire Middle East. Maybe that'll that'll stop the United States from bombing them, but probably not because they like to just shoot missiles out into the sand for no fucking reason. Why wouldn't they shoot missiles at an impenetrable dome just for, just for effects? So anyway, they want to blame Iran for the PMU going in and trying to run out this invading force out of their country, get rid of the U.S. embassy in their country. I don't know. I don't know. It's almost as if these conservatives and these Republicans that support Trump in these actions of sending these Apaches and these military men and women to go defend the U.S. embassy in Iraq are such pacifists in their personal lives that they just can't see the legitimacy of the Iraqi people not wanting these, this occupying force in their country anymore. 
not happy about the United States bombing Iraq anymore. They're just sick of it. If somebody were invading your home, you would probably fight back. And if you wouldn't, go ahead and put your address out there on the Internet so all the burglars and robbers and everybody else knows exactly where to show up and fucking rob. Because this is ridiculous. You expect these people not to defend their homes? It's like the entire Gandhi situation where Gandhi spent his entire life protesting British rule in India and advocating for the rule of Indians over India. He wasn't against rulers. He was against foreign rulers. And that's what we're seeing with the Iraqi people. They're against foreign rulers. They don't want to be ruled by a foreign power. They do not want you there dropping bombs on them. I can't imagine why. I can't see how there's any inconvenience in the fact that the United States drops tons of munitions onto a country and kills hundreds of thousands thousands, if not millions of people. It makes no sense to me why they would think that was just out of the norm. But for some reason, these ungrateful people don't want those that are there to liberate them through military action and bombs to remain. They want you gone. So fucking leave. Quit wasting money on a futile effort to fucking liberate people that don't want to be liberated. What was that? Was that a George Carlin bit bombing for pieces like fucking for virginity? I mean, for God's sake, man, how much longer are we going to support military action in countries under illegitimate circumstances. How much longer are we going to turn a blind eye to the lies that these people tell to send our women, our, our children, our brothers, our sisters, our fathers, our nephews into war to die or worse, come back mentally deranged and commit suicide. And it all turns back to the appealing to authority. It's the authorities place to decide who to bomb, when to bomb them and how to bomb them. It's the authorities place to decide how much of your income you get to, you get to keep in your pocket. It's the authorities' place to decide which businesses are worthy of success or failure. It's the authorities' place to decide whether or not you were, you own your home or rent your home. It's the authorities' place to decide where the borders are and who can enter onto your property and when and why and how. It's the authorities' place to decide who can drive on the roads. There's no autonomy. You're not an autonomous human being. You're not free. You have no liberty. You're a prisoner. It's an open air prison that we live in. That's it. That's all there is to it. And 
millions of people, hundreds of millions of people are perfectly happy being captive to the state. But those of us that aren't have to start fighting back and fighting dirty. And I'm not talking about violently. I'm talking about nullification. I'm talking about secession movements. I'm talking about withholding taxes. I'm talking about boycott, divest, sanction Washington, D.C. I'm not talking riots in the streets. I'm talking about hitting them where it hurts. Withhold your participation. Practice agorism. Give them the middle finger. Create communes in in residential areas that are unwelcoming to federal regulators and federal officials and federal employees and state employees and city employees and the county deputies and sheriffs and just create free zones. Government-free zones. You have to have a free speech zone. You have to have a safe space. We need government-free zones as well. Places that you can go and you can work and that you can choose to not be a participant in this large, monolithical government that is trying to rule not only you, but your children and your children's children and all of the world's societies. And the way they do it is they indoctrinate people into begging them for solutions they don't have, for problems they created in the first place. And it's awful, awful disturbing that we start off another decade with these fucking tyrants continuing to spy on free people, continuing to incarcerate people for victimless crimes, continue to push propaganda in order to try to start a war with Iran. And what's more disturbing are the millions of people around the world that accept it as the norm and refuse to fight back and refuse to speak out and refuse to look at it any other way but that that narrative is the only narrative that could be potentially correct. So yeah, the sickness that this world faces is beyond Greta, is beyond social justice warriors, it's beyond people getting banned from Twitter for saying things like fag. It's beyond all of these things. It boils down to there's a social sickness, a cultural sickness within the entire world that is spread like a fucking cancer and it's called collectivism. It's adherence to the state, the appealing to authority. Now I posted on Facebook a while back, got shared, I don't know, eight, nine times, which is pretty fucking good for somebody that's not very well known, like a, 
like a sucker like me. Just kidding. Um, it, it got shared uh, quite a few times from what I saw. I don't, I don't know. I, didn't, I quit keeping up with it after uh, about a week. But, um, yeah, I posted. I was like, look, authority is meant to be mocked, not obeyed. These people are there. We should be ridiculing them every second of every day. I don't care if they are the best of the worst. Thomas Massey, who's funny. And a lot of what he says, I agree with. But he's still in an illegitimate position of authority. Rand Paul, who's a total fucking sellout to his father's name. He shouldn't be fucking celebrated as some beacon of hope. He's a fucking sellout. He doesn't believe in full, complete liberty. He's a Gary Johnson libertarian. He's a Bill Weld libertarian. He didn't stand on principle. He will, he will kowtow and compromise and take the quote-unquote practical approach before standing on principle a hundred times out of a hundred. Every single time, he will sell you out for a little bit better in one area while accepting a lot worse in another area. These people shouldn't be celebrated. None of them. The office should not be respected at all. It should be a laughing stock that we have a president like Donald Trump. That should be the biggest fucking joke in the world. The fact that the Democrats can't just fucking laugh, shoot him the fucking finger, and go on about their own business within their own communities in their own states is fucking despicable. Because it is their belief that nothing can be done without the federal authorities. This is a cancer. Luckily, Democrats those that are seen as more progressive and liberal are having children at a very low rate. And so therefore, libertarians and those of us that are feeding the world our sperm through little children that will grow up to hopefully be liberty-loving little fuckers only have to fight this, the conservatives, the mild socialists as opposed to the radical socialists. So the radical anti-staters should welcome that fight because most of what these people say is utter nonsense, and anybody with critical thinking skills that will take five minutes to sit down and think about this, these narratives the conservatives use to preserve their almighty state, the Federal Reserve, the war state, the national security state, and all this other nonsense. Anybody who looks at it for a few minutes, critically, can see that it is all 
a totalitarian plot to rule you. That the Patriot Act is only patriotic in such that it gives the state authority to insert itself into your life. And that Trump's signing of the Patriot Act is completely a disregard for your freedoms and your privacy. And it only goes to ensure that the next elitist that takes office will have more power in the executive branch than Trump had when entering the executive branch. So yes, the cancer spreads and I am pretty fucking heated up for the first of the year. Happy New Year again. I hope, I hope this little fucking tirade was fun for all of you. Um, it's nice to kind of get back into my, my little uh, space of being a pissed off anarchist that wants to see the government totally fall. I still miss my puppy. He was an irreplaceable dog. But for our anniversary and for our mental security and our well-being, my wife went out and my wife and myself went out and got us two new little members of the family, Boogie and Butters. And uh, they are not only helping us with the healing process, but assisting with putting a smile back on our faces. So it still hurts when we think about Mr. Pinky, but soon little boogie here that's riding with me in my truck will be a normal fixture in the podcast, just as Pinky had become inserting his voice every once in a while. So I am glad all of you guys listen. Uh, please share this episode and let all your conservative and progressive friends know that they could go fuck themselves and their little appealing to authority attitudes and that the only way that we are going to secure freedom is by totally ignoring these people. Wait, there's more. Totally forgot about this. Last episode I released, which I released this morning, um, I had recorded it last week and I had forgotten about it for a couple of days, but I released it this morning and uh, I'm sure y'all all enjoy me talking about the homeless crisis and all that good jazz. But I had mentioned that there was something I wanted to talk about and I couldn't remember what it was on the episode and I remember what it was. So, oh shit, we might be going a little bit long on this episode. I apparently have a lot to say today, so uh Thank y'all for sticking with me for as long as you have. Oh, we're only at 35 minutes. Okay, so I'm not doing too, 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 too bad. I really, it really, I got all heated up, man. I got my blood pressure boiling and all that shit. I thought maybe I felt like I've been going for about an hour. Oh, don't want to, don't want to spend too much of your time listening to me, bitch, rant and rave about shit. So, ha <laughs> ha.
All right. Anyway, it's going to be a good year, I hope. Really is. Last year sucked a big fucking donkey dick all year long. One day I will tell you some of the stories. It was fucking shit. So, anyway. Trump uh, raised, has signed a bill to raise the smoking age to 21. And um, this was due to their perception or narrative that vaping is increasingly popular with children, teenagers specifically. Sorry, needed a drink. Got that monster flowing. Probably don't need it today, but whatever. Um, so Trump had come out and said that he was signing this. I don't. I don't remember. If, I can't. I don't know if it was an executive order or if it was uh, part. I think it was part of another bill. I, I want to say they squeezed it into something like the NDAA or some shit like that. Some bullshit. Swore it didn't even belong. Anyway, so he had said, kids are coming home and telling their parents, I want to vape. Okay, man. And they use some bullshit statistic that 24% of teenagers are vaping or have vaped or whatever. I don't remember how they said it. Okay. It's like 24 or 26%. The real percentage, the real statistic is that it's around... 6% of teenagers are using vape products. And this 6% of teenagers using vape products accounts for almost the exact same amount of teenagers that were smoking in the 90s. That most teenagers that are using vape products, have smoked in the past and no longer smoke due to the use of vape products. I have anecdotal evidence of this as my 21-year-old is using vape products. My 19-year-old daughter is using vape products. And I uh, wouldn't be surprised if my 18-year-old son is also using vape products. Um, I don't when you when you do an assessment, okay? So this is so it's obviously within the culture within teenagers, it has become a substitute for starting to smoke which it only leaves about 5% of the residue in your lungs that cigarettes would, number one. So it's healthier for your lungs. And number two, there are no traces of the chemicals within your bloodstream that you would have if you were smoking. This, this bill is going to end up putting into 
account that it's going to end up requiring that any vaping companies creating vape juice is goes turns to the FDA to get licensed and to put a disclaimer on their juices as to what potential harms the chemicals being used in these juices may cause, right? And a lot of people are going to defend that. Well, cigarette tobacco companies are required to put a Surgeon General warning on a pack of cigarettes. Okay, so I don't care. Fucking stop. I don't care. Doesn't matter. If you don't know that smoking is bad for you by now, then you're a fucking moron. You should probably, you should have probably been aborted anyway. So who fucking cares, right? But beyond that, what this is going to do, it's going to require that all these little small businesses, these little small vape shops that we've all seen, billion dollar industry that's popped up all over the United States, are going to be required to get FDA approval on each and every flavor of vaping juice that they that they produce. So this what what will be a process costing around I think I, I saw that it was going to be around eleven hundred dollars per application, that your application can be denied for any purpose that the government sees fit, just like when you apply to get married. If they decide they don't want you to get married, they can just say, no, yeah, application rejected. You don't get a marriage license. So the same thing is, is true when you apply for these this FDA approval. So any mom and pop shop that has been experimenting with flavors created, you know, let's say they've created a hundred different flavors. They're going to be looking at over a hundred thousand dollars worth of expenses with the FDA, which is going to shut down much of these small businesses, which is going to give these tobacco lobbies I mean, these tobacco corporations and these large corporations interested in only protecting the power of the United States government in order to choke off small business competition, they are going to be the only ones that will be able to afford to be in this industry. So whereas... You might smoke a Vaporesso and, or vape a Vaporesso and enjoy flavors that are created at Billy Bob's vape, sh- vape Shop in bumfuck nowhere. Billy Bob is going to go out of business. And those flavors that you so enjoy 
him mixing up for you and experimenting with are going to be completely extinct. They will be no more. And it's going to make it more expensive to quit smoking and to vape as a, as an alternative. Whereas right now you can go buy um, a jewel for, I don't know, 25 bucks, 30 bucks at, at a truck stop and get refill cartridges to last you a couple of weeks for about $10. All those prices are going to increase as these companies are forced to spit out shitloads of money to the federal government in order to be approved by the federal government so that you can't make your own decision as to whether or not you want the caramel mocha flavor at Billy Bob's vape shop or the tobacco flavor sold by R.J. Reynolds. You're not going to have that option anymore. Even if, even those that would prefer an FDA stamp that would choose not to go to Billy Bob's vape shop because Billy Bob hasn't taken the time or is in the process of sending one flavor in every month for the next hundred months to get the FDA to look at instead of Billy Bob having the option not to get the FDA approval and RJ Reynolds having the option to do it or not to do it. What they've done is they've decided that they want to attack the small businesses by requiring an FDA approval. This not only takes away the autonomy and the liberty of the business owner, but also the choice of the vapor. What if I don't care if the FDA approved it? What if I don't give a shit? What if I choose not to do business with anybody that is appealing to authority? What if that's my choice? What if I want to operate in a market that is outside of the scope of the state? I should be free to do so. Just like those that would prefer to feel safe can shop with those that go to the FDA and appeal to authority for their security and well-being and have their prices jacked up because they have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their product out on the market. Billy Bob shouldn't be forced to. So we're going to we're going to watch over the next year or two the complete disintegration of the vaping industry into corporate entities that were propped up by the United States government. I wouldn't be shocked if this was a result of the tobacco lobby turning to Washington and saying, hey, we can't have these, this competition unchecked. 
we don't have a chance. We don't. Have, we can't. We can't compete with these guys. You have to ensure that we have that they have to go through the same barriers and burdens for entry as we do. And the federal government, as usual, seeing an opportunity to increase its power and its authority and its intrusion into your life, said, you know what? You're right. So it's going to be interesting and sad all at the same time to watch the destruction of this competitive industry and this free market that had been created over the last 10 years and the mental gymnastics that the conservatives and the progressives are going to use to justify the destruction of this industry. And not only the destruction of the industry, but further destruction of choice for quote unquote free peoples in the brave land of America. Yeah, well, like I said the other day, land of the free, home of the brave. If, you still, if you're feeling so brave, why don't you go tell a cop no and you'll find out just how free you actually are. Anyway, this was a fun one, man. I'm glad I got some of that shit off my chest today. Um, thank everybody for all the kind words and the sympathies for the death of Pinky. It has been a very tough time for my wife and myself, and I thank you all again for your understanding and your sticking with me uh, the last couple of weeks as I have not been releasing episodes in the exact same manner and efficiency as I would like to be expected to. Kind of had like a Dave Smith moment to where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get you a bonus episode, and I never come out with it. So anyway, I appreciate it. And to any of you that were offended by Scott Horton's page posting that meme earlier, go fuck yourself. I'm Tommy Salmons. Late.